Welcome to the Dreams and Money podcast. Join me as I talk to inspiring, trailblazing millennials who are breaking barriers and being bosses in their careers and personal lives. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Dreams and Money podcast. As always, I have a special guest, the beautiful, the talented Lisa. Oh, that's nice. Model and musician, singer, with a beautiful voice, by the way, I must say. Thank you, thank you. I have actually had your song on replay for the last couple of days. Really? Like, since you dropped it, yeah. Like, I literally (laughs) added it to my playlist. I was like, whoa, this is, I didn't know what to expect, but obviously, like, I'm an Afrobeats um lover i'm a fan mm-hmm. and like it kind of gives me like, a, a feel of a bit of afrobeats with a yeah. bit of r&b so mm-hmm. it's like a nice mixture like an in-between yeah that's which cool I, I love that's cool like that's literally like the vibe we were going for i was yeah. like i love r&b i love afrobeat afrobeat is not my type of music the music i make i love listening to it mm. but like i wanted something that's a bit more towards that direction especially yeah. during summer you know of course yes so, have that summer vibe yeah you could be like in the club with your bae or mm. like just right. out yeah. at home with your bae you guys definitely. Are listening. <laughs> definitely. okay wait so let's backtrack a little bit like yeah. what got you started with music where did it oh, with that begin? wow like i don't even think i can set like a timeline on when i started it it's Mm. like it was always there my dad is doing like reggae music and it's like a big reggae artist in gambia so it's like it's always been around me and like before him grandfather and it's always been around me and i remember being a kid just like loving to listening to like his songs and stuff and then i mean i even started a choir school in sweden no way like age of 10 i think 10 9 yeah and like that's a pretty like i'd say hard school to get into when you're that young so like i've always just had it in my life somehow Mm. and then when i came obviously i'm from sweden so when i came to london it was just like now i really want to do my own type of music so yeah so with kind of discovering your own sound because i realized this song international love feels Mm -hmm. a little bit different to what you've done in the past which felt a bit Mm. more r&b and dance definitely and then this one is obviously a bit more afrobeats has that feel Mm -hmm. how did you kind of transition into that and trying to finding the sound that works for you because i feel like it's part of every artist's journey right definitely definitely i think like i'm not sure you'll ever really find your sound i think Mm. like you'll experience things and like gather like for example so my dad is a reggae artist from gambia and i grew up in sweden where the house scene is very big and pop music Mm. so it's like i've been influenced from or influenced by my dad and also where i grew up so yeah. it's like the first song I put out was quite R&B thing, like love that song, very chill. It's like the thing you can like get ready to, put makeup yeah. on and stuff. The other one was just more of like a dance club type of song. And now this one is more, I'd say this one that I put out now is the one that's like the most me probably. Mm. It's like, because it's tropical, but then it has like that pop element and it's quite just catchy which yeah. i love so i definitely say that like my style is just a mix of a lot of things but the last one is definitely the one i'd say is the most me most you yeah, yeah. and how did your parents feel when you were like i want to do music oh. it wasn't a surprise to them i can imagine no, th- you would think really? but it's like i mean my, my family was always like you need to study like, education is the most important thing that we have which i agree with like i think it's very important but my thing was more just like, you know what? I graduated in Sweden, was supposed to start law school here in London. But then yeah. the music just kind of 
oh, and modeling okay. took off so wait quick. so you came to london with the intention of going to law school yeah i actually no way. got in i was looking at you know these student homes and stuff and everything yeah. everything was sorted out and then i don't know i was just like no it's not time i just want to focus on this for a few this is what i want to do and then i might just study something on my free time Right, right, right. This is yeah. what I feel like I'm supposed to do. Have a balance of yeah, both, but if you can find that balance. Definitely. And I feel like my parents were a bit like, mm, are you sure you're not going to study and do this on the side? But now they're, I think they understand, especially yeah. with what I've done so far. I think they see the vision. So, yeah. That's interesting that you say, like, your dad obviously is a musician, and then you're yeah. like, I want to be a musician too. Yeah. And they're like, uh, they're ma- like maybe mm, not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. But it's like they've always been extremely supportive, but they're very like, you need to have that security, yeah. you know, because it is a hard industry to mm. break through. Break through. So I understand, but now everyone's supportive. Oh, that's so good. As cool. long as they're supportive. Yeah. Speaking of the industry, like you said, you know, it's a very difficult industry and it's mm-hmm. very cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially being a, a woman as well. Yeah. What's your experience been like in that industry? Because I feel like it's also very male dominated. Yeah. So, for instance, when I look at the people that I know that are in the industry, mm-hmm. a lot of them are men, whether it's like the ARs, the DJs, right. the producers to management it feels as if majority of it is controlled by men Mm -hmm. like how have you found that kind of navigating your way through it i think that when i first came to the uk i was working with or i've been working with people who don't really understand my vision and how i want to do my music and process of everything but i think that the most important thing is you need to find people you're safe with that you feel like you can actually like oh i could be in the studio with this person in the middle of the night and i'm gonna feel comfortable yeah i think my thing has always been like i have a manager that i really trust for example and he's often in the studio while i'm there Mm. and i'm only recording with people that i feel like a hundred percent comfortable with yeah which has helped me a lot because like the music turns out better because you can be completely open and stuff and also i mean like i've just heard horror stories from other artists about things that have happened and can happen and I'm just, I'm not going to really, I'm going to do everything in my power to try and not be in those situations. Yeah, to protect yourself. Yeah. So I think that's like, as long as you have people you trust and, I mean, people are going to kind of fuck you over if I can say yeah. That here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I think what I found so hard when I came here was that I was very naive. Like, mm. I was very like, someone says, I'm going to help you. I was like, okay, great, cool. And then it's like, no, He's not really trying to help me. It's more trying to help themselves. Yeah. And for me, that was a very big thing because I hadn't really experienced that in Sweden and like in school or whatever when you're a kid. But like you trust people's word when they yeah. say, oh, I want to help you. And you think that they have your best intentions yeah, yeah, yeah. at heart. I was a lot like that was me when I came here. Now I'm just like a bit more skeptical, but I'm still like, I want to believe that everyone's genuine yeah yeah so i mean that's the hardest thing to that like i need to because i have people around me who are used to the industry and they're like nah this person might say that but like let's be just, careful yeah let's just chill until we got it on a contract and stuff so the empty promises i can imagine yeah. you you encounter that a lot with people being like oh yeah you know i think you could work great here or mm. i can help you with this i can do this for you mm. i can do that for you but then when it actually comes to delivering they don't yeah or sometimes unfortunately like i don't want to bring it back to this but like mm-hmm. as a woman people would be like yeah i can do this for you i can help you here but their intentions sometimes is to 
use the I'm here for business as mm. a front, but really and truly, sometimes they're even trying to have a personal relationship exactly. with you. Yeah. And you're like, but I thought this was professional. Yeah. Why are you trying to kind of cross that boundary? Has mm. that happened to you? Um, I think like maybe before lockdown, but I'm very like in those situations, I'm very good at like, nah, you know, I, I don't, I I'm don't not like so. that. And like, just kind of shutting it down. Mm. Obviously, like I try to be nice to people because you don't want people to feel like, oh, I'm being disrespectful and stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're coming up to me pretending to, oh, let's work. And then I'm like, but you probably want to do something else. Then it's just like, no, sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. No, not going to happen. It's good that you have people that you feel like you can trust yeah. and that will support you in the long run. Like, how have you found, I guess, finding your tribe? I think that's something that's, I'm also discovering as I, as I get older, but then also as I try to do different things, whether it's like business, my podcast, mm. you know, just finding people that you genuinely feel like have your back. Yeah. It's quite hard. So how mm. was that for you, especially coming from a whole different country Ugh, into so. this like new culture? Mm. Like I feel like London is a very dog eat dog world. Like everyone's yeah. out for themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can definitely see that. Like compared to Sweden, I mean, I wasn't really doing working with as many people in Sweden as I am working with people here. But, I mean, I'm pretty much, like, around, I'm going to be honest, like, the same people. And then if I'm going to meet a new producer, a new songwriter, it's like the whole group kind of comes with. Yeah. So it's like, so like I always your have my circle. Yeah, your circle comes with you yeah. and you can be safe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Which is, I feel, like, extremely blessed and just lucky to have that because I know that three years ago I wouldn't have, that, have mm. had that. So that's probably my main thing, to be honest. Yeah. Because I've had, I've worked with people who I didn't really feel safe with. And I was like, no, nah, this doesn't feel right. I remember I called my mom and I was like, no, nah, like this something doesn't. About nah, it yeah, is something about it Something is off. Yeah. And then I just had to take some time. Like, lockdown came. I think everyone had time to rethink what they're doing, what they want to do in the future, like who they are, who they want to be. That just made me realize a lot of things mm -hmm. and that I have people around me that I do trust. Like I will take my friend to the studio if I'm like going yeah. alone or something. And yeah, so I do think that being comfortable is the key to just surviving in that industry. Yeah, I can imagine like it's very, from interviews that I've watched well, from other people. So for instance, I was watching a interview with, I think it was Miss Banks and she was, you mm. know, just talking about her experiences and I'm like, I don't know how I would handle that as, mm. you know, as a woman in such an, mm. an environment where women are vulnerable. And we've yeah. heard so many stories from even big artists in the music industry say yeah. it's not always a safe space. I think one example would be, you know, Lady Gaga and her experience. Just those kind of experiences where you're like, I don't know if I should be in this space mm. with these people. And I don't know if they have my best interest at heart. Mm. But moving on a little bit, what's your, when it comes to actually creating music, writing music, mm. how much of that is inspired? by I guess real life experiences or your experiences of love and relationships and all that how much of that of your person and yourself do you put into your music oh like I'd say that every song that I write is very much about me or sometimes for example let's say that I've experienced a heartbreak then I'm probably gonna write like 20 depressing songs <laughs> like just pumping them out in yeah. one night 3 a.m you know like oh, in wow. my bedroom just sitting recording ideas but then like what i love as well is just writing about like for example my friends if i see a friend go through something mm. and i'm like oh like obviously it's your friend so you're gonna kind of like she's gonna ventilate to me 
remember I had this one girl who got her boyfriend cheated on her. And I was like, wow, that has never happened to me. But like the way she was made me write a song about how that must feel like. So sometimes yeah. it's like you can even write about other people, what they've gone through. But I'm writing it from someone else. It's it sounds someone else's perspective. Yeah, yeah, type of thing. Or even sometimes certain things that like, I haven't experienced yet, like that true, true love. I don't really think I've experienced yet. Mm. And sometimes I'm just writing about like what I think that would feel like or what I hope it would feel like. So it, it's kind of like imagine I just make up stories, to be honest. Yeah. And like a lot of them, most of them are about me since that's probably the easiest one. Yeah, from but personal yeah, experience. But I love just writing about things that I hope. For example, let's say finding your soulmate, what I hope that will feel like. I don't think I've found that one. So, yeah. like, yeah. It's like the idea dreaming. of that and yeah. what could be, what mm-hmm. could be. So, speaking of love, mm-hmm. how has your experience of, I guess, dating and love and relationships in London worked out for you? If oh, in London. In London. Nothing. <laughs> so, like, I wish, but, like, oh, it's crazy because I came here. Let, oh, what year was it? Maybe 2009. Mm -hmm. i'd say i came here and then i moved here beginning of 2020 and then obviously lockdown happened yeah yeah of course during lockdown i was just so like i think i was writing one two songs a day just ventilating things that i felt i went through a lot of like things with my family during lockdown so i was just like so focused on me and i think even when we came out i was just like no i don't really need anything else in my life right now i have my friends i have my family everyone's so supportive and i just like that love is fulfilling for right now yeah right now like i don't feel like anything's missing but i mean you never know someone might come along and i might be like head of a hill and fall in love and everything will be great no, I like that. Yeah, no, the dating experience in London is um, it's an interesting <laughs> one. I'll say that. It's a very yeah. unique experience these really? days. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's not as friendly. I'll say that. Really? Have you yeah. experienced any of that recently? Experienced what? Like any weird date? Have you, ever, have you been to like a date where it's like, what the heck is going on like, right why now? Am like, I why am I here? Yeah. Um, I don't think so, No. I think I'm good at figuring out would we get along mm. um, with somebody and just maybe either having conversations prior or typically the people I date is either we met, we've already met before and have like mutual friends so I have an idea of kind of what you're mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so that's why I may agree to go on a date with you or we've had some sort of prior interactions. I love that I agree to yeah. go on it. Like, <laughs> I agree like, like this. I, I, I give consent to, <laughs> to attend this date. Love but that. you know, yeah, like I think I would, that's how I go about it. Yeah. Whereas like I'm not one for DMs and like online mm. dating like that. Mm. That for me is a bit of a scary world. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're a total stranger. I just don't know if I'm, Literally. you know. Like, yeah. I don't know if we're going to vibe. Definitely. So I think, like, if, if I've had interactions with that person before mm. and I know there's a vibe already, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll yeah. go on a date. Why yeah, not? like, you want it to come naturally, not just, like, going on an app, you know, where you... And the, swiping. The, yeah, the swiping thingies yeah. and just, like, read two sentences and, like, yeah, this is my type. Yeah. Like, I find it very hard that that would work for me. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, 
something else i wanted to speak about as you're getting into the music industry or just Mm -hmm. like i think that obviously comes with being a bit more visible or hyper visible and a lot more eyes and attention on you right we both once had an experience a couple weeks ago where (laughs) a certain individual a model was out and she had a bodyguard with her i believe and like security and there was just like it just brought a lot of kerfuffle and attention mm, definitely how do you think like you know is your probably getting bigger and more exposed to people like how do you kind of deal with that i mean like that was something i've never really seen before because yeah, it, that, was that, that was crazy. Event, it was quite an eventful night but like you mean like when i get mm-hmm. bigger like how mm-hmm. i would deal with things like yeah. that so it's crazy now because obviously now i'm saying like no i don't think i I'm never going to need a bodyguard. Like, yeah. you know, I can say that now, but I know that obviously, like, when you're as big as, for example, that girl we saw mm. is or was, um, I'm sure she's been through things that's like, no, I need to have someone by my side. Yeah. And as I said, like, since my thing is, like, I always want to be comfortable and I always want to be, like, feel like I can talk to my friends without being interrupted. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, even now, you know, how some guys can just completely, like, come up to you and kind of not leave you alone even if you're like no sir i'm fine thanks yeah i just want to talk to my friend like Like i just want to be with my people without interruption of like others um so like i think like is the question like if i'm gonna have well i guess more like just dealing with being hyper visible or like even if it's just like online Mm. um and i think because it you know with being visible comes a lot of attention and Just people knowing who you are and people recognising, let's say, like just recognising your face. And, you know, like, I think a lot of people that become much more popular sometimes are not necessarily maybe prepared for that sometimes. Yeah. Or, like, the kind of attention you start to get or maybe being in the blogs or mm. seeing things that are being written about you or said about you or just, like, people taking pictures of you without your consent. Like, yeah. I think that's something I've started to see a lot more yeah. with my friends that are much more visible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that's really weird yeah why are you taking pictures of this person without their consent and not even like coming up to them and asking for the picture just literally just bring out your phone to take a picture of them whilst they're doing their own thing yeah i mean i can imagine that must be like so frustrating i would just feel like kind of like you know like an animal that just locked in a zoo and everyone's there just like looking at yeah, you type and taking of thing. pictures and uh, it's like someone i spoke to um someone who's quite known in the music industry and he was telling me like yeah when he was younger like people would come up to him and be like oh can i get your autograph like wow can i take a picture mm-hmm. but now because of social media it's like everyone's so easily like it's i can send you a dm and be like hi and then yeah. i think it's like he explained it as like people think they know you just because they see so many pictures and content and videos mm. of you and they can text you they can comment under like posts and stuff yeah so like you get what, what's the word accessible very yeah like you're yeah. very accessible it, yeah, it yeah. feels as if people have much more access to you than mm. they should mm. so that's why like i don't really know how i would deal with that like someone just coming up being rude to me yeah. or just like grabbing me without like asking Consent, first yeah. like honestly don't like one part of me is like i just want to do music be in my little bubble share it with the world i hope as many people as possible can listen to it but that fame part the glamorous coming out of a limo paparazzi everywhere (laughs) that's not really what i'm like yeah looking forward to um 
I just want to do my music, share it with the world, and that's it. Because the reason I ask this is because I get that vibe from you. Yeah. Like, you're very chill and very in your own world and in your bubble with your friends. Like, you just want to kind of enjoy that in privacy. So it's interesting that even though you have that personality, what you do, not only Mm -hmm. as a musician, but as a model, is very much kind of being visible and having to put yourself out there. Right. You know? Mm. So I guess what the, my next question was kind of sharing yourself mm-hmm. through your music and how comfortable have you gotten with sharing your story, sharing your experiences. And, you know, like we said, when you're writing, it really is from your perspective or like things that you've gone through. How comfortable are you sharing yourself and being vulnerable? The crazy thing is I think it has a lot to do with like the childhood. I'd say every adult is, I mean, we all know that the childhood and everything you experience as a kid kind of affects you later in life. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just thinking, like, I was very shy as a kid. I was really? not, yeah, 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 I was like the one sitting in a classroom. I knew the answer, but I didn't want to like put my hand up because I was like, no one else is kind of yeah. like doing it. And I remember like in my first school, I was the only kid that was black. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was like, even if I'd Wait, like, in your class or in your school? Um, Pretty sure in my school as well, to be what? honest. Yeah, That's I was probably insane. like seven to nine i'd say yeah right after kindergarten and i just remember that like i didn't want to be seen i just wanted to like hide like, away yeah but it's like it just got to like whatever i do i'm still gonna be oh that's the that's the black kid mm. and i'm mixed so imagine yeah. like to me like to them i was like oh the black kid and like i'm like yeah like you should you should see my dad he's black. <laughs> like literally like he's real so black. it's like yeah so that's kind of like i just always stood out even though i wasn't even though I would I just wanted to fit in I just wanted to be like by myself yeah. in the back of the classroom taking and notes. just blend in yeah just blend in but after a while like when I got older I'd say like 10 11 I was just like you know what I'm gonna stand out like whatever I do in life I'm just gonna stand out because clearly no one here looks like me yeah so I was just like you know what? I bet I might as well do it right and might I started well embrace it literally so like I just started wearing crazy hair colors colorful clothes yeah i met like my best friend who's mixed as well i just started embracing it type of thing and then that's what i remember like writing songs when i didn't because since i was that shy i didn't really feel comfortable talking to everyone and and, like saying like yeah this is how i feel you kind of hurt my feelings Feelings. when you said this and this so i'd always go home and write songs about it instead um and that was just my way of it and i didn't even share it with no one like mm. I just wrote it and I was like, oh, now I got it out. Now it's like a release it. and a yeah. way of just like expressing yourself without having to maybe even deal with the consequences of expressing yourself to the person. Yeah. You know, yeah, you exactly. can kind of go through the motions by yourself and deal with that emotion mm. and then let it go. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like now it's just like I'm just doing what I used to do as a kid. Really? Yeah. But I'm, I can talk about it now, too. Which is really cool, I think. And freeing. Yeah, it is. It's like a release. Like, even when you're pissed and, like, angry and that those type of emotions. I might write a song that's like, I'm never going to release this. Yeah. But I just need to get it out. So. Yeah. I feel like there's certain emotions I don't know how to deal with. Yeah. Like, anger. <laughs> if I'm angry, I'll just cry. Because I don't know yeah. what else to do with that emotion. Oh, yeah. And that frustration. Me. Like, I mm. can't. I'm not going to start cursing. I'm not going to, like, fight anybody. I'm mm-hmm. not going to start punching anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I'm so frustrated right now. All yeah. I can do is cry. Yeah. Which sounds so stupid, it but it's like... It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person who can literally start crying during an argument. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't mean it. I'm not even joking. Like That's yeah, the I'm most that frustrating thing. It's like, 
don't cry like don't cry but then i think the weird thing is that sometimes the other person interprets that as you being sad yeah and it's like no i'm not sad Mm. i'm really annoyed right now and i'm pissed off and i'm angry but i have no other way to express this anger Mm. that i have Mm -hmm. than to just cry definitely but um what you mentioned that you were like the only black kid in your entire school that i can't imagine that because i was blessed enough to go to a, a school that was well Firstly, in Zim, so everybody else is black. And then over here, it was a very diverse school, mm. you know. So, like, I was very lucky in that sense. But what was your experience? Like, obviously, being the only black I mean, student. like, we were kids. And kids can be mean. Yeah. Like, they can be mean. Uh, I mean, to me, it was just, like, I'm lucky to have a dad and a mom who's very... They used to... I remember, take. I have two younger brothers... Always, like, they'll tell us about the history, why people are a certain way, what's right, what's wrong, and stuff like that. So I was always like, oh, there are bad people in the world, there are people who aren't educated and stuff. So I was always very aware of that. Mm. But I think when I came to London for the first time in 2018, and I was just like, wow, the mix of different people, like, that was something that I wasn't really used to. Yeah. And I was just, I kind of just fell in love with the town, like, straight away, because I was like, I, no one's looking at me. Yeah, like, and, like, I don't stand that. Yeah, everyone's I, just I, minding I their business. Exactly, exactly. And of course, there's a lot of, like, black and different diversity in Sweden as well, but not in the area where I was living at that time. So kind of like I wish I would have had more people around me growing up that looked like me. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of happy that I mean, everything happens for a reason. Like, I don't think I would have had the views on life that I have today if it wasn't for how I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to stand out a lot. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, when Obama got selected for president, I was still in that school. And my dad had this big like Obama T-shirt. And I remember, like, my mom woke me up, like, in the middle of the night and was like, you need to come and see this. Like, I think yeah. you're going to want to, like, remember this when yeah. you're older, that you saw this. And I was like, what is going on? What like, is happening? I was like, <laughs> I have school tomorrow. Like, why are you? Yeah. I didn't understand anything. Then they explained, like, oh, yeah, this is the new president of the United States. And I was like, what? Looks like, yes. He looks like, he lo- he looks like, like literally. And I remember I went to school with my dad's t-shirt the next day I remember the teacher was like oh look guys and I had to stand like this for the whole <laughs> class and she was like this is the new president I remember I was so proud and like, like that was such a big moment for me that I think I will never forget so yeah I don't regret or regret anything about my childhood you can't really say like I don't yeah. really wish anything would have been different but I mean when I came to London it was just such a big like wow yeah and maybe like, kind of prepared you a little bit mm-hmm. kind of you having that experience of always standing out and being mm-hmm. almost the odd one out yeah or really pre- prepped you for what was to come yeah so i guess yeah everything does happen for a reason Definitely. um because it told me a bit more about your modeling and how that started yeah oh that's a bit crazy because obviously i moved here because of oh law school and then like i changed it to no i'm just gonna do music but obviously you need to have an income to survive like i don't think anyone can be like i'm just gonna be an artist now and then you can pay your bills Mm -hmm. like that's very rare so it was actually my manager was like you know have you ever tried modeling it's a good way to wait so was this when you moved to london yeah so this was in the beginning of 2020 oh wow Um, yeah so very i I just i actually thought you've been doing it for a little bit longer (sighs) you know like i had an agency in sweden but i had i had like two shoots in one year so okay it was not really serious and i was still in school then yeah i was like prioritizing 
Um, so I definitely would say that like we took we had to start from scratch. So I remember mm. he just contacted a bunch of um, model agencies and you know the regular pictures yeah. like hi my name is Lisa Lisa I'm this age and stuff and then yeah I, one agency was interested we went with them and things went great like it was I remember I signed with them in end of August so still during lockdown yeah but things just kind of took off very fast which I don't think anyone was expecting what you just you didn't expect it or it was no. just like wow like suddenly like you're booking Charlotte Tilbury yeah like I was I was confident I was like you know what like I do feel like I kind of have this thing mm-hmm. like I kind of know how to pose and stuff so I felt comfortable in what or confident in what I was doing but I was yeah. like no nah, it's probably not enough for these brands and then all of a sudden they just started booking me and I was like oh wow this is so cool yeah, like, like this is actually happening yeah and I mean that's probably the main reason why I am st- like able to stay here and do music and stuff because like it is paying my rent it is paying for all the like costs with the music as well so i think and i think they go hand in hand yeah fashion and music definitely they yeah they do so it's an amazing like i love playing when i'm at shoots just oh this is my new song everyone and then they play it and they're like oh cool like we love that yeah and the same with like the modeling some things that i've experienced in modeling i can write about in my music so it's like, it's definitely two things that go hand in hand. Yeah. So would you say you've had to face any sort of rejection, considering obviously mm-hmm. you've been doing it for, I guess, what, two years like, now almost? And yeah. it seems as if it's going like really well. Like, mm-hmm. have you had to face a lot of rejection or has it just been oh, smooth sailing? I'd say that my beginning was very like smooth. I was very lucky, I'd say. I got picked for a lot of the things that I went to castings for. Yeah. Um, but then, like, it has been things where it's like, I remember I walked into a runway casting once, <clears throat> you know, the one where you're walking, and yeah. it's like they're sitting like three people in a kind of like, you know, on the voice, mm-hmm. that thingy. Yeah. And I remember when I walked into the room, they didn't even look at me. And I was just like, ouch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, ouch. That kind of hurt. And like, I'm not really, I since I was shy as a kid and stuff, I've never really put myself in a position where I can get rejected. Like, not that I haven't been rejected, yeah. but it's like I wouldn't really you, put myself in it's that It's not place. something you you volunteer to continuously exactly, be rejected and exactly. have people tell you, no, you're, you're, you're yeah. not the look we're looking for. Yeah, I'm not going to go up to a stranger and be like, do you think I look good? Because mm. I don't want that, no, because it might hurt my ego thingy. So, like, I think that in the beginning it was so hard when I was like, they didn't even look at me. And, like, I came here, I prepared and stuff. And they don't even look at you. It's like, hi, yeah, Lisa, cool, thanks, bye, type yeah. of situation. That was, that was a little tricky. But at the end of the day, it's like, I, I know I'm happy with myself. So if someone's like, oh, I, your hips are too big or your waist is too big, it's like, maybe for you, not for yeah, me. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, That's so it's like, just need to be very happy with yourself. In order to kind of be in that industry yeah with longevity because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how i would deal with that sometimes being told yes like you're great and sometimes being told no yeah um and i feel like for a lot of models they probably experience more no's than yeses mm-hmm. like when the yeses come they're great and they're big Definitely. but then for every single yes you may get you may have received like three no's mm-hmm. you know and just mm-hmm. i feel like how does how does somebody kind of deal with that and keep their ego in check when you're constantly being rejected and told no or mm. like you're not the right look for us or mm. yeah no you're not tall enough or actually like 
you just don't look right for us mm. or li- you know like you've heard stories of people or models really being told oh actually maybe you should lose a bit more weight when they literally are already super slim a size yeah. four or size six and it's mm. like how much skinnier should i be yeah like at this point i will be stick i'm like stick. yeah literally it's like literally it's just bones and yeah. skin like yeah. what what do you want from me you know yeah yeah it's crazy and like I just recently signed with the Elite, uh, which is elite an agency. Models. Yeah, yeah, which is super. I love exciting. how you're saying it so casual, like yeah, Elite models. It's no, like it's the no, Elite like models. The, like yeah, ooh, first of all, congratulations! It's amazing. Yeah, like, I'm so how excited. How did that come about? That's that's huge. Yeah, like Elite like, models is one of the biggest modeling agencies like in the world. Yes, it is. It's a bit insane. Not even gonna lie. So I was with Storm before. Um, was with them for a year. Like they helped me with a lot of things but i just felt like it was time for something new yeah um so we went to elite and like i fell in love with the agency straight away um and i remember being like i asked one of the people there i was like yeah so how are like the sizes because i've heard rumors from other models that like you need to have a blah 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 hip for yeah this job and this and this and he was just like no you know the times has kind of changed so like especially during the last two years so hopefully like he's right because like when it comes to if someone would tell me that i'm too big for example i'm not i'm skinny but i'm not the skinny skinny model if it makes sense um i think like since modeling wasn't like something that i wanted to do when i like it wasn't my dream music has always been like this is what i want to do so i feel like if someone would say like nah this song kind of sucks that would hurt me more than if someone was like, nah, you're you're not right for our brand. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes so sense. So I think that would definitely make me like, oh shit, this person doesn't like... And obviously it's yeah. going to happen. It's probably already happened. But I think I'm more of like... Growing up, I wasn't really... I wasn't into makeup and stuff because I never really knew how to do it. Now I love being in an industry where people do my makeup and they make me look completely different and i'm like oh wow like what's this and i love playing with it but i think me just like appearance since modeling is basically just yeah appearance it's like it doesn't really matter that much to me Mm. maybe it will in the future but it just never really have affected you that's interesting i think that then changes it a little bit Mm -hmm. because i think for someone else where like their dream is to be a model Mm -hmm. like they will hang their hopes and their dreams onto people's word yeah so like whether they got casted for certain like brands or like Mm -hmm. what brands say about them Mm. um will hold a lot more weight Mm. in comparison to you where you're like actually this is not my long-term goal anyway like it works for now but it's not necessarily like my everything yeah i would say that like of course like i have like I want to be like a supermodel, mm. but it wouldn't really offend me if someone's like, this doesn't work. Then I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. But I think this will work for someone else. So mm-hmm. let's say that this brand might not be right for me or I might not be right for this brand. Yeah. Maybe this brand is better. It's better. Me. Yeah. So like, of course, like I want to get as far as I can and kind of like combine like the two. My, yeah. The two like in the future and just yeah no that that makes sense like i think what you're saying about the mentality Mm. is what matters the most like the mentality that you apply you have already kind of and that mind shift helps a little bit to Mm -hmm. help you cope with things a bit better whether that's the rejection or acceptance or finding the right brands that work for you just kind of 
that that balance and having the right mindset is kind mm-hmm. of what makes it so much better to deal with definitely and less difficult so what can we look forward to with with the music have we got a with the music, yeah, so... Your music coming out soon, yes. or, like, it's cuffing season very soon, so, like, are we oh, going to get any yeah, more love songs? Yeah, trust <laughs> me, it is. No, so I'm working on my EP right now, which is going to come out later this year. Don't really have a date for it, but it's going to be five, six songs, which I'm super excited. And I think, like, once that comes out, people will understand what my type of music is yeah like what, what your sound is and yeah. who you are as a musician yeah i think it's going to explain a lot of things yeah no so. we look forward to it i look forward yeah. to it yeah so before i let you go there's mm-hmm. like a quick little game i want to play with you okay it's called this or that and basically i'm going to give you two options and you have to pick one okay. as quickly as possible so don't overthink oh, it so okay. just answer it's a fire round yeah okay cool so i feel like i already know the answer to this but modeling or music music <laughs> <laughs> that was too fast. I love modeling, but music, music. Yeah. I'd pick music. Okay. Oh, Afrobeat or house music slash R and B. Wait, house music slash R and B. Yeah. So it's between that. three or two. Three. Okay. Um. Right now, I'm listening a lot to Afrobeat. Afrobeats. Okay. Love or money. Love. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the right thing to do? And I was just like, you know what? Oh, uh, in the long term, love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Love is, is all that matters, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the last one, five million pounds right now or 500 million pounds when you're 50 years old? Five million pounds right now. Yeah. I might be dead before then. Well, if you survive until like you're oh. 50 years old. No, I would say, f- no, I would take five. Five million? Five million now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's the end of, the, of my game. Cool. Thank you for joining me. For this has been me. fun. Yes. Yeah. Tell the people where they can find you. Like, right. your music and all of that. So I'm Lisa Conta, L-I-S-A-C-O-N-T-A, everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music. If you listen to my songs, I'd love to hear what you think about it. So don't hesitate to DM me and ask questions. Yeah. yeah. And definitely, yeah, listen to her single, International Love. I love it. I'm obsessed. Genuinely, genuinely. Thank you. Um, and I'm a fan of you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a fan of this podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so that is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.